This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we Happy Friday, everybody. How are you? Wow. Producer Cam just showed up like a ghost <laughs> disappears. Matt Fair back into the ether. My name is Matt Peralta alongside Dave Sherapin. We're here every single weekday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific time for the Bostonian versus the book, wherever you guys get your audio podcast, YouTube on the Props YouTube channel. Happy Friday, Dave. How are you? What's up, man? I like that pink shirt. Looking good. Looking nice, yeah. I got I got my golf on, you know. I got oh, I, 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 yeah. I got the clubs out. I got the gear going. We're gonna hit the links this weekend. We're Did you find a lakes. simulator? No, but I'm gonna be. It looks like the weather on Sunday is gonna be ideal to go and hit. So right. I'm gonna Sunday will be my first day at the range, and nice. then I'll start the process of finding a golf coach and going all through all the fun stuff. So it begins this weekend. There so you go. I got a doc appointment today to go try to figure out what the hell is wrong with me. And then I get to be rolling through here on this. So it's a good day. It's a good day. It's freezing cold outside. Absolutely freezing cold. It's ridiculous. I didn't think it was as cold today as it was yesterday. Yesterday was cold, cold. At least there's sun this morning. Wind is howling. 30. Allergies are kicking up. 30 degrees this morning. Yeah. 30, 3-0. No, 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 no. We don't play. We we don't play with 30s here in February. This is this is not not something I might, but at least I'm not in New England where they're getting hit by a blizzard. It was 70 degrees two days ago, and they're getting a blizzard today. So enjoy that. <laughs> well, we didn't get no snow. So uh we only got well, probably one more week, two more weeks where there's possible snow. Um every year it usually snows once, it hasn't snowed yet. But you know it's coming. It snowed a little bit flurried, and it was funny because Kendall was like, um, "It's not. Is it every snow. every year? It snows at least once. Usually, mm. up here every, anyway. Yeah, kinda. It did that little like flurry thing that little like coming down and, and melted the second it hit your body. Yeah, it didn't stick. Nothing. There was it, it, it was Point. gone. It was almost gone before it hit the ground. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Yeah, it's gone. All right. This is a different topic that we're going to start with, but I wanted to bring it up because it's a damn movie. Did you see this story, Dave, that came from Ukraine? 13 soldiers are on an island. They've got the Russians coming down on them. These dudes are being told on the radio by the Russians that you need to give up you need to go ahead and surrender. Excuse my language as I quote these dudes, but it's in every headline, so I think it's appropriate to swear because it's everywhere. These dudes told the Russians to go fuck themselves. Wow, okay. I mean, look, like, like, <laughs> like this is, you got 13 border guards. You got, they're on Snake Island in the Black Sea. They're by themselves. There's nobody, there's no help coming, okay? No one's going to help you. Can't go back to the mainland. Can't get, go forward. 
You have an air and seam bombardment coming at you. And these dudes, these Ukrainian soldiers tell the Russians to go fuck themselves. It's, it's a movie. Story. Wow. Yeah, it is kind of a movie. I didn't see the story. I mean, it's one of those situations where you're like, if I'm in that spot, are you doing that? If you're in that spot, I don't know if I'm doing it. If I'm doing that, I, I hope I wish I could have the courage to do that. I can't relate to anything that's going on over there. It's unbelievable. The whole thing is just unbelievable. I don't know. I I have no idea. It's crazy. So the Klitschko brothers, the crazy thing about this war in Ukraine is it's going to impact boxing in a really, really big way. So Alexander Usyk is being asked to go back home. The Klitschko brothers, both of them, having have enlisted into the army. And like four other high-level Ukrainian boxers are going to be enlisting into the military to go ahead and fight for their home country. I mean, there's going to be, we're moving events. Soccer events are getting moved out of Russia and out of the Ukraine area for what we're going to play over there for different European soccer events are being moved out of there. I mean, we don't have any real Olympic issues, but we do have the World Cup coming this summer. That is not over there, but it's still a worldwide event that it may happen. I, I'm I'm kind of as a boxing fan, I'm like, man, alive. The Klitschko brothers, <laughs> if that doesn't it, that doesn't motivate you in terms of some way of going like those guys are willing, they have all the money they could ever dream of having. And they're like, yeah, we're going to fight for our home country. It's impressive. Again, I can't relate to anything that's going on over there. Literally, literally have no, um, you know, no opinion that I really want to voice on the whole thing. Right. Just kind of just like watching it from afar going, wow, this is crazy. What's going on? Uh, you know, I'm worried about the Sixers number tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. kind of keep it in the box here. And and that's right. what I'm looking at. So I, yeah, I, I am worried about how it's going to boxing shouldn't be worried about how it's going to affect boxing. You know what I mean? Well, there's bigger. I mean, it's bigger, obviously, than any sporting yeah. event or anything. It, it, it's it's a bigger topic than anything that's been going on. But I, I mean, hats off to the Klitschko brothers, man. Ha, hats off to to Alexander Usyk. I mean, fighters fight, okay. So I understand yeah, that point. True. But yeah. poof, different level of courage going on over there right now to those guys. And I just wanted to start this show and acknowledge that because I, as an athlete, as a, as a, as watching an athlete, as someone who bets on these athletes, a lot of them are are, are, are cut from a different cloth. A lot of them are. Are, are, are special. Oh, I special just human see the beings. parents with the kids like that. I can't do it. I just, I, those I, are the I, ones that impact the most. I can't. That's where I don't. I can't talk about that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that's where my. I saw the father who was saying goodbye to his daughter, who because no male can leave the country, and so he was sending his wife and and, and basically five year old daughter. He was like, "I'll see you soon." Right. Like, there's no way of knowing that. Like, right. If they're going, he's going to see his kids again. Right. Uh. Uh-uh. Like that's right. where I. That's, that's what I couldn't do. Yeah, that was that busted me out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that hurt. And, and to, to, to watch that, I was like, man, oh, yeah, to, the, that's where you start getting waterworks and it gets real dusty in the house real quick when, yeah. when, 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 when that happens. All right. So let's talk something lighter here. Where are or where did you fall when it came to the six goals being scored last night? It's three to one going uh, going into sorry two to one going into the third period between the Panthers and the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I bet over six and a half. Live total was five and a half. I bet over five and a half simply because I didn't want to get hooked, and I was like, man, 
this thing's got the real potential to fall 4-2, 3-2, empty net goal, 4-2. We get six goals, and I lose on the hook. So I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to bet over five and a half, came back in, so now I have over five and a half, and I have over six and a half. I did not see six goals coming <laughs> in the third period of that hockey game. That's insane. It is, but it isn't because they're pulling a goalie. I think they pulled a goalie with eight minutes to go. Seven, I think it was seven. Yeah, you're right. Like seven thirty something on the clock. Yeah. Um, and it was still only one empty netter. Like that's the hard part. That's I went through the box score later, but I was uh, I was watching a score on In Game Live and I saw it and I said, well, this is probably a bet over five and a half at this point because I figured the the Panthers to tie it, then you get at least three two. If they tie it, maybe they get a goal and then we're going, you know, empty net or one. Um, it's fun. The NHL right now, there's just teams that there's just goals being scored. It's a different game. Uh, you know, there's like three or four teams in the league right now playing defense and playing playoff style hockey. Uh, and maybe playoff style hockey will look a little bit different come the playoffs. <sighs> Florida's not one of them. Florida, Florida just plays to score goals. They gave up some goals yesterday. Six. Huge favorite. Six. And, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, you go through last night. The Penguins were minus 300. Lost. Smoked. Got smoked. smoked. I mean, we were talking about would the Penguins, would the Devils score enough to get to six? Mm. <laughs> they gave up five. That streak continues of giving up four goals or more for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. That is not a good defensive hockey team at the moment. They're giving up a lot of goals. And if they're not, they're not scoring on the other end, that's been five, one, they get wrecked last night by, by the devils, which was kind of like, wait, what's that score? Like it yeah. was three, nothing in the first period. Was like, goal uh, scored on the first shift. The second goal was scored within three minutes of that. And then the third goal was scored within three minutes of that. It was three, nothing seven and a half minutes into the game. And, you know, I mean, you're just doing the math watching it in game. Like, all right, well, if the penguins win this thing four or three, it's over already, over six and a half. We're good. Then it goes four nothing. And I'm like, man, the Penguins may get shut out tonight. And they almost did. That one goal helped get the game over the total. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Do you, I mean, you can't blindly bet it. It just feels like every night when there's somebody who is a minus 250 favorite or higher, they lose outright. Right um, now in, in, in the NHL. Right now. Um, actually, I think it was Morenci that said it to me. He's kind of right. This might be the dog days of summer for hockey right now. There's teams like when you look at the Maple Leafs, they are seven points ahead of second place in their division. They can't really, I mean, so it's hard to get up for Columbus, right? You know, it's hard to get up for I mean, last night. They played Minnesota and that was a playoff game. That game went way under. 2-1 with an empty netter, 3-1 final. Um, that was the game they needed to play, but I guess you can't. That's the thing about the playoffs in hockey. They play that way every night in the playoffs. They don't play that way every night in the regular season. Well, can't NBA too. I mean, we see it in the yeah, NBA. I mean, exactly. So Effort sports. If you have to give effort, baseball is a little different. It's not an effort sport. Football is a maximum effort sport, but you can't really play it half-assed or because you, you'll get hurt if you do that. You can right. play basketball and hockey half-assed. You can kind of just go through there's the so motions. games, you know, yeah. so many, like, I mean, three games in four nights, four games in seven nights. That's a lot of games. 
And there's going to be lulls where you just don't have the effort, you don't have the strength, you don't have the energy to exert that you do on that top level every night. So, yeah, you see it, man. I mean, this week there's been a bunch of them. There's been a bunch of just take the dog, don't even look, don't even watch the game, just check the final score, and you're probably off better off. So tonight we have Columbus and Carolina playing. These are two teams that have been playing overs. Columbus is playing overs like crazy right now. Yeah. Do you have to bet over again tonight, given what just happened? Score six goals last night, turn around. Do they get three more, four more tonight? Columbus offensively is hot. Ooh. Man, you don't have to bet anything. No, but I mean, should we bet it? Six and a half over a quarter already. I mean, like, it's not even it's not even noon yet. <laughs> I mean, like the juice. It's but look it's at so Carolina funny. and look at Columbus. They each are averaging about three goals scored per game three right and now. Half, and Columbus yeah. gives up a ton of goals. Like they, they don't just score a lot, they give up a ton as well. And they're coming off on a back-to-back, so they could be a little bit sl- like a slow and tired. That's, that's why it's not seven. It's right. It's off a of back-to-back. That's and that's I mean, that's been a debate in the rooms. Books, you know, do we use seven or not? Do we do you know, and then you use seven and it goes over anyway or falls seven? I mean, Jared Smith tweeted it yesterday. He was like, right now in the NHL, when we hit seven, the under is hitting at a 61% clip. And I tweeted at him, I was like, You can bet the under for the Carolina Panthers game for, for the Panthers Columbus game. So like, go right ahead. I was like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I was right, like, right, yeah. I was like, they got seven themselves in the first two matchup. Now it was Columbus who was the one that scored, not not the Panthers but the game still fell nine. Like it didn't just go over seven. It flew over seven. So I was like, go right ahead. I was like, I'm not touching the under. And I feel the same way on this. If it goes to seven, I'm still not betting the under in this game. It's forget it. Like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Got to check the goalies. Cause when on the back to back, I mean, how much difference could it make for Columbus? If we're starting the backup to the backup to the backup. I mean, who, who knows who's starting for Columbus? That, um, I like the over more if the third string goaltenders in. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, please start, start the third string guy I've never seen. That's great. <laughs> He'll give up three easy, three, four goals, and then Carolina gets it. I mean, the, the, the thing about this, oh what? Guess the line is 340 yeah. like in most places. It's 370 <laughs> at DraftKings. Like, what is this going to close? Four, 400 minus $4 or minus 420? Jackets Scary. suck. God, I mean, they're bad. They're a really bad hockey team. <laughs> So, and you get Carolina, a really good hockey team, but offensively, Carolina, good team can score. So it's, you know, it feels like a five, two win for Carolina. See, the interesting thing is this, if you wait until the game starts and you get no goals in the first four minutes, right? It goes to five and a half. You know, what's funny four minutes in, at least at the Westgate, it didn't last night for the Panthers game. Oh, they didn't move it off the six and a half. It was six and a half. It was up and it was zero, zero until the nine minutes, until nine minutes left to score the first goal of the game with nine minutes left in the first period, because you're, I had you in my head. Right. And I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, no goals in the first four minutes, six and a half. No, it was seven open now. Right. But it went to six and a half. Oh, it was seven to open. Okay. It's the seven was the closing number went to six and a half after four minutes. And then stayed all the way through the first period, even when they scored two goals. Both teams scored six and a half. It was right. plastered. It didn't move. Yeah. 
And I get why, because the books were anticipating like, yeah, it's two, it's one, one, only one goal got scored in the second period. It was two, one going into the third period. And that's when the six it goals hit. Five and a half. Yeah. Then it went to five and a half. Yeah. Right. Then, then it was five and a half after two periods. Yeah. And they finally dropped it down to five and a half. Yeah. That's good. And, that's, and they got killed. At least maybe somebody's paying attention there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but then they got killed. I mean, they got, I mean, at the end of the day, they right. still got killed because yeah. <laughs> six goals were scored in in that, th- in that third period. But yeah, I, I like the over six and a half tonight in that game. I, I think we're going to see a lot of offense coming up here in that game. So, all right, we'll get to the hat now. Sixers get their guy. It is James Harden day in Philadelphia here tonight. It is. Before we talk about the game and the numbers, what are your expectations for Harden tonight? I have no idea. I mean, I hope his hamstring's okay. You know, he's been sitting out, calculated this thing perfectly to to play after the All-Star break. That's fine. Um, I mean, I hope he passes the ball to Embiid. I hope he has a lot of assists tonight. That's what I've seen that kind of as the prevailing opinion on gambling Twitter is that Harden over his assist numbers because he's going to want to make a good first impression. Yeah, I would think that that's I would think that's exactly the case. Um, I saw the line move, you know, from Minnesota one to Sixers two. I saw two and a half, right? Yeah, it's pretty much painted two now. Okay. Uh, Road favorite, rut row. Yeah, we saw it. Yesterday they went four and two. Okay. Six road favorites, four covered. Um, but Minnesota was one of the home teams that was a dog to Memphis and won. Uh, and that game was that was crazy, that basketball game. And now they get the Sixers. I don't know. Um I'm not sold that the Sixers are gonna win tonight. I think this will be one of those ones that they may have too high of expectations. Or they just throw it to JoJo and he he dominates and they win. But I I like the over in the game the most. I think is it sm- flies it, over. Is it smart to start Harden on the road and not have him be his first game at home? Uh, I mean for him maybe. I wanted to play him last week at home against the Celtics. Right yeah, I, I, the reason why I think it's a smart move for them is because the expectation levels there. I've actually never seen a fan base more polarized by a, by a massive trade than this one. Like there are some real diehard Philadelphia Sixer fans that think this deal is stupid and they hate it. And there are others who are saying, you know, get the parade ready. This team's going and Harden and, and Jojo are going to dominate the Eastern Conference. There's nobody who can handle them. Look out. And there's like no like in between. There's not a lot of people who have like a very soft opinion as to what James Harden in a Sixers uniform is going to look like. So I think it's smart. I I think let the fan base watch from afar first to see what happens, because if it doesn't work or it looks clunky, get some of that out of the system before you hit the home court and you do those things. You know, in front of the in front of the boo birds that are (laughs) that are going to come at you. I mean. It's Philadelphia. It's just like Boston, just like New York. There's polarizing opinions on everything. Like Yeah, but this is a little bit different, though. This is a little bit different because of Harden's personality and because he was playing in the division, forced his way out of two teams. Like, this guy's got baggage. Like, this is yeah a little different than just a normal blockbuster trade where you could have people say, like, oh, I love it. Oh, they gave up too much to get him or whatever opinion you may have. This is, this is an actual indictment on the player. 
Like, is he out of shape? Does he not care anymore? Is he a locker room killer? Is he a coach killer? Well, they had all that with, with Simmons. They didn't Correct. know. And, you know, now they got to replace one with another. You hear all the rhetoric. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Just need to know if he can play on the, on the court. Care what he does the rest of the time. People are mad. Well, you have to. Though. Well, I, I don't know. I'll push back on you that. Know? You need to, part of the thing about young superstars in teams like the Sixers with Joel Embiid. Embiid's a big personality. Like he doesn't mesh with everybody. So basketball, there's only five guys on the court. There's only 15 guys in the locker room. If you got one big personality and everybody hates to be around that one big personality, you bring in another, you know, fighting fish and you drop in the same bowl. That can blow a blow a team season pretty fast. Yeah, I mean it could, but I I don't think Embiid's that guy. I think he's. I mean, he's he knows he needs some other guys. He knows he yeah. needs James Harden, and, and you know, or a James Harden type, maybe not James yeah. Harden specifically, but well, some. I just don't know if the both these dudes are black holes. Okay, they're both they both dominate the ball. They both want the ball. They both want shots. There's one basketball. Who's going to say okay? I'm going to give you more shots than me. Harden did do that in Brooklyn at times to Kevin Durant. Does he see Embiid on the same level as Kevin Durant? hundred percent. You think he does? Oh yeah. I don't know. I think he does. I I think it comes down to winning. I think if they're winning, I would agree. If they're losing, I don't know. Hero ball could be coming to Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't think doc will let it happen. I think doc knows that. Um, that's a big key. It's a good, it's, it's a very good point that they have a veteran coach with a ring on his finger. So right. yeah. yeah, I think, I think he's, you know, I mean, listen, Harden doesn't have many options. <laughs> he's, 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 you know, we talked yesterday about Zion eating himself out of the league. Harden's burning bridges everywhere he goes. I mean, he's torched earth literally in places where he was, he's beloved in Houston. Yeah. He came into, you know, Brooklyn, a, a knight in, in shining armor. Just, just, just be one of the three musketeers here, man. Like you're, you're good. We're going to win the championship. It's, it's resulted in two bad blown up situations. And now he's coming to the Sixers with, I mean, the odds moved in half. So the books kind of think, all right, the Sixers can make a run. I personally think they can make a run. It could go bad too. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I look, this is the best case for for, for for what Philly got for Ben Simmons. This is your best case. Still think the Seth Curry move is going to hurt. Still think that 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 piece was surprising to me, and it's a role player. But I still think that role that you know I I, I need to see who's going to step up and, and and be. I mean Harris gets more shots. Like who's going to be who's taking up that slack from the outside to give these guys more? And maybe it's Harden. Maybe he just becomes a, a dynamic three point shooter again, and that's all right. he does. But Harden shoots so much to get those points that concerns me. And then defensively, he's an absolute liability and just doesn't do anything on defense. So, and Embiid's not great on defense either. So like, how does it look when two of your five starters just are not playing defense? So other end of the court, uh, I'll be, we all kind of focus on the offense. I'm also focusing on the defense as to like what Philly will look like. And are they an over team coming down the stretch where it's just, we don't care about that end of the court. We're going to score and score and score. Defense be damned. So it's going to be fascinating. And Bede is a tremendous rim protector. What the hell he are is. you talking about? He's not a great defender, though. 
He's he, a pretty good defender. He's okay. I mean, he's uh, he's lucky that the league doesn't have guys who put their back to the basket and play that they used to play. He can block oh, shots because he's 7'2". He's 7'2". But he's yeah. not actually, he's not that athletic. I would say Carl Anthony Towns is a much better defender than Joel Embiid is. Uh, I mean, quicker on the feet, move, can get out in the wing, can guard, stretch fours. He's doing and, some pretty good work defensively. It's a different yeah. game. He don't have to do much, but right. he's, he's playing pretty good defense. And they protect him as much as possible because one foul trouble, but two injuries. So they don't want him coming down. I mean, remember the knee injuries oh, he suffered oftentimes oh, were jumping up on defense don't even to block think. shots. Don't so, even talk about it, please. Okay, I'm just saying that's why don't they don't want him to play defense. They don't want him to get, they want him to be an offensive player. Protect the rim, okay? Like stop dribble drive penetration, stop the rim, stop dribble drive. But defensively really is not what they're asking jo- of, of Joel Embiid. I'm, I'll be very curious to see tonight how many minutes Harden plays and then what's the rotation for them? Like wh- who is going to get more minutes? Who's coming off the bench? Who's getting more, uh, more of a look from Doc? And then how fast are they going to play? They're going to run and gun. If they are, that could be really fun, but I don't know. I'll be curious this is, I, would, I wouldn't bet this game. Would you bet this game? Hell no. Yeah. No <laughs> I wouldn't bet this game. <clears throat> no way. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Of course. And I'm still going to be like, I'll probably at times want to bet it in game. Right. <clears throat> and then I'll be like, don't do it. Don't do it. This, this could go. I'll sit and watch at least the whole first half and not make a move and then kind of see how the third quarter starts and then look to maybe bet something in the second half. But no, no idea what to, what to make of this. I would definitely not bet this pregame. Over would be the only thing I'd be thinking right now because I think they are going to play up tempo. And man, Minnesota plays up tempo. They kick the ball all around. Towns is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm really impressed with Minnesota. The Western Conference playoffs are going to be unbelievable you want to avoid that seven eight nine ten because by the time you get to that you know you win that game or two games or whatever you got to win you're going to have one of six teams that are just going to be just oh it's going to be fantastic basketball i'll be really curious the east might surprise us the east surprised us last year oh the east is going to be good too it might surprise us good I mean, Trey Young, it, it is remarkable that Trey Young is still in Nick fans' heads, oh, even it's now. It's great. Like, they, like, they were chanting bleep Trey Young at a college basketball game in New York over the weekend. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> like, so not even NBA basketball, college basketball in New York, they're bleeping, they're, 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 they're chanting bleep Trey Young. Like, he just has a residency right now in New York's head. It's great. And I mean, the the total, I bet over 47 and a half on the, on the Hawks. Their total right now is 41 and a half at FanDuel. So like it's, they are going to be like a borderline playoff team to get in. So they could even miss the playoffs. So it's kind of, it's funny. Like it's not even like the Hawks are like a top two team and oh my gosh, here comes Trey Young. Like they have had a really rough year struggling this year. And yet Nick fans still hate Trey Young. They're still yeah. mad about Trey. Of course. I think that's great. I think we need more. We we need more rivalries like that. More anger like that. Yeah. Patrick, I agree. Saying the Sixers should never have given up Seth Curry in that deal. I agree. I I that I, not, well, not that you give up something and it gives it gives them a way to get Maxi more minutes. So okay. Maxi's taking such a step forward 
um, and adds a different dimension because, you know, he's like a slasher. Not really a three-point shooter. Right. That's my problem. Who is that? Who's in the corner? I think they do, though. That's what Harden's thing is. That's when he was the most dangerous. Dribble drive, offensive rebounder and bead. Dribble drive if Harden shoots and misses and bead rebound scores. Or defense collapses, Harden kicks to a corner, three, bam. But I don't know who on the Sixers can do that. Oh. Harris? Uh, Seibel, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, roles may have to change, right? Yeah. It, it may It may have to. They may have to ask someone to do something they weren't doing before because Curry was doing it, and then they come back and do it a little bit differently. How about our boy Spencer from Props.com dropping this little nugget in the chat? What's- Wolves have lost their last four games on a second leg of a back-to-back all by double digits. Sweet. Let's go Sixers. Wow. How about that? Wolves have lost the last four on the second leg of a back-to-back all by double digits. Blow up. You think Sixers blow them out tonight? Oh, I mean, by that trend, but, you know, some of those trends aren't your friends. Some of those things don't work. I don't know. Again, some of those trends are not your friends. Dave is doing Sesame Sesame Street rhymes for you on a Friday. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you got to wait and see. You got to wait and see yeah. what they've been doing in practice. It's all star break. Who knows? So, we were talking about this a little bit before we came on, but the Phoenix Suns, I was on OKC last night. First game without Chris Paul. It's 105 100 with three minutes to play in the game. I got nine and a half points. Going, all right. This game's trending the way that I thought. We're, we survived that fourth quarter run here by the Suns. I think we could be okay here. Just, just got to keep scoring and don't get crushed. Suns go on a 24-9 run. Can't miss from three. And they end up winning the game 124-109 and easily covering the 10-point line last night. What was that? Surprised? No, I was surprised it happened in the last three minutes. Yeah, not in the fourth quarter, but I was surprised that it happened in the last three minutes. Yes, I was surprised by that. Yeah. Welcome to betting the NBA. Nothing <laughs> surprises me. Nothing. There's just, and I mean, you can't explain it. There's no explanation for it. It's just the the Suns are that good. They when they want to put their run together, if it's at right. the end of the game, you lose by 15. If they want to put the run together in the middle of the game, you're down 15, just like that. It happens so fast with these really good teams. And the Suns, again, I mean. Booker had the most assists that he's had in a game last night. That's what that's what that's what like superstars do. Um, well, what about tonight though? I mean, it, it, in terms of the props, you mentioned that, and I I saw some people, even our props Arizona guys, were talking about this a bit as to what numbers change without CP three, and they thought that Crowder could have a much bigger role. He did scored seventeen points, hit yeah. a bunch of threes, and that Booker assists would go up. Does that continue tonight with them laying seven points on a back-to-back? Huh. Um, yes, most likely. I mean, at least initially, I would I would think yes. But that's your number, though, right? That minus seven gives you pause, right? Or is yes. that because it's Phoenix, it's gone? I mean, what are they, 19 and one in their last 20? <laughs> Straight up or ATS? Yeah, 11 in a row. Yeah. 
and then they lost, and then they won eight in a row after last night. All this team does is win. I want to take a dog when I think I can win. I don't think it's uh, Pelicans are going to go there and win. <laughs> Probably not. But I don't, I don't know if I want to get in front of them or if I want to bet them. Six and a half, seven just immediately puts a stop sign on it for me. It's tough, too, because you mentioned the fourth quarter. It's like I could see them having a 12, 15 point lead starting the fourth quarter, and then they don't really care. They just kind of just, just play it out. Or I could see them winning by 30. <laughs> like I could right. see them just like throwing it down, being like, we're, it's a it's, it's our second game after the all-star break. It's a back-to-back. We're not, you know, we're not tired. We're all rejuvenated and we got to get legs underneath us because Chris Paul's out for six to eight weeks. Let's just go out and start killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go annihilate some teams. And, and again, guys are getting minutes that they weren't getting before because Paul's out. So everybody's getting in there and wants to, you can tell that the team is elevated already, right? They're yeah. up here. If you're the eighth guy and you're getting eight more minutes or 10 more minutes a game because Paul's not there, what are you going to do? Come in and slack, you know, not give 110% effort every second you're out there. The culture breeds itself and you can see it. Like their guys hurt. They go and win laying points on the road, a big number. They come at home. It's the first game back. The crowd's going to be rocking, but the Pelicans have played much better, much more competitive basketball since the trade with McCollum going there. So uh, it's a perfect number. I mean, you just, you, you know, you see it and you go, oh, man, people are going to bet the Suns again. They bet the Suns yesterday, laying points on the road. No problem. Now they get to lay less points at home against the, I mean, obviously the Pelicans are better than the uh, Thunder, but. By how much? Right. I was going to say, by how much are they? <laughs> I mean, how, how much? How much? How much better are they? Like really? Like I don't know. They're kind of in the same bucket of 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 yuck in terms of NBA teams. So I don't know. I mean, it's a great point. You know that they were laying nine and a half up to ten, covered it easily last night on the road back to back. I mean, I don't know. I think second game does it really matter? I mean, th- th- this is always when I was betting last night. This is what I did when I was looking at this game. I went. Oh, that's too easy. <laughs> and so I stopped. I just went, that's too easy. And, and so whenever I think it's too easy, I can't bet it because I'm like, something's wrong here. Like yeah. I had to lay 10 or nine and a half. I took nine and a half. OKC was really good against the spread, really good at home. Suns are now 18 and 10 ATS on the road this year. Now they're at home where they're going to have everyone jacked up because you know, they just went through the all-star break and they had to deal with the Chris Paul injury and they want to get there and support their team. And I don't know. It just seems too easy to lay seven. How's the line? Not at least close to the same. Right. That's what, I mean, like, you know, you sit there and you go, guys, six and a half ain't enough. If you just make it eight and a half, go get a bet on the dog. How many people are going to bet the Pelicans at this price? Nobody. I couldn't. No but I also have the pause of, it looks too easy to bet the Suns, right? So that's that's, that's where I'm like, what metric am I missing here? That's that that it should be a higher number. It should be nine. Should be ten. Should be eleven. And it's a Friday night, so people tend to be a little bit more wary of betting. You know, on that late night NBA games, you get home from the bar and start firing on it on late night NBA games. So I don't know. It just seems to be. And also the number hasn't moved. It was seven last night. It's seven still. Yeah. 
don't get trapped in the in that move and stuff. It's not the move, but how come there hasn't been any move? There's no bets. There's no there's, there's no one's betting the Suns. No, not Suns Pelicans. No, that's no. surprising to me. The NBA betting now that you see for the rest of the season is going to look different than what we saw prior to the All-Star game. Why? Guys are waiting. You you don't get no late moves. Nobody wakes up and goes, oh, what am I playing today? Um, The numbers are better. There's guys, literally, I I mean, a lot of people take vacation in February. They're They're just not involved in the daily grind. You know, after football, they literally shut it off and, you know, do stuff with their family or they go, go to Mexico to Island or yeah, they go, <laughs> they go, they go to some other country and disappear. So the number movers that, that happen in the morning, they're not really on it. You're starting to see it um, in college a little bit more. You'll see, you'll see that really, I think starting the week before the conference tournaments, but you'll, you'll see some numbers. I think you'll see more volatility in college than you will in the NBA. Huh? All right, a couple of college basketball questions for you. Uh, this one's a little weird because Nebraska decided to give Scott Frost another year. Trev Alberts, the athletic director, former Husker football player, oh, decided to give Scott Frost another year. They just did. They, they did the Harbaugh thing. Okay, I'm going to lower your buyout. I'm going to lower your salary, but I'm not going to fire you. You're going to get to keep your job for one more year at least. This is year three going into year four for Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska basketball. And Nebraska is again, one of the worst division one power five conference teams in the entire country. So so last night, the fan base and the team learns Hoiberg's back next year. They have Iowa tonight at home. Iowa's laying 11 and a half points on this. Does it matter at all to you that a coach who has not been good the team knows the coach is coming back, meaning is there a psychological boost or deficit, you know, swoon because, ah, crap, this guy's coming back or, okay, our guy's coming back. Let's go play. What was the number last night? It's 11 and a half. Still. It's 13 and a half. <laughs> is it, it's 13. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So the market spoke there. <laughs> it's 13 and a half now. 13 and a half everywhere. On the road. This is a home dog catching 13 and a half against a rival. Iowa's <laughs> supposed to be Nebraska's in, in-conference rival. Yeah. I know you got people in Nebraska, but nobody believes in that basketball team. And I don't believe in that basketball team either. Why would you ever? It's a dead-end job. I mean, I couldn't believe Hoiberg took it. When Fred went there, I was texting everyone I knew. What the hell is Hoiberg doing? Like, huh? Just wanted a job in the re- in the area. He couldn't get Creighton, obviously. He wasn't getting Iowa State back because they had made moves and gone elsewhere. Until Nebraska right. was open. And so right. he was like, all right, it's close to home. It's only about two and a half hours of Ames. Is Big this, 10 job. Good money. Biggest Big 10 road favorite spread of the season. I think it, this might be, right? It's got to be. A 13 point, 13 and a half point road favorite in the Big 10. Look I at mean, the total. What? Uh, not that high. For, for an Iowa game, it's not that high. 161 and a half. Yeah, it's a little high. Iowa, Iowa totals have been around 165 to 168 this year. That's so a little lower. 
Iowa, for, remember Iowa for most of the first half of the year, or really for the entire first half of the year, Iowa was the best first half over bet in basketball. Right. It led the country with covering first half totals. Um, I mean, there's no, not touching Nebraska. I can, I can tell you that. Not at this, not with that big move like that uh, this early. Um, nah. I, I, and we love home dogs, but not not tonight. Not on this. Not on this game. I can tell you the fan base is not happy that this is continuing. Like they feel like Trev Alberts won't fire anybody, but they lowered the buyout. His buyout was eighteen point five million dollars. They lowered it to eleven point five million dollars. Still, anybody paying eleven point five million dollars to go get Fred Hoiberg? I don't think anyone's going to be doing that. No, so. That's kind of like, eh, go ahead. Like you could probably lower it to like five million dollars. And I'm not sure anyone's gonna go ahead and and buy this out. There's wait for him to get fired if they want him that that badly. Right. He's gonna yeah. get blown out. They, they're not gonna be good next year. They're not gonna they're not good this year. You know, after three seasons, it's kind of like one of those, like, well, maybe there should have been some type of reassessment. It's bar. So hard for these football schools, and Nebraska's a football school to be yep. good at basketball. Like yep. I mean, they went and got a guy who has had success being a coach in college basketball. Well, that's the you know? thing, though, right? I mean, that's where TJ Otzenberger, who now is at Iowa State, TJ was on that staff. And a lot of people gave Otzenberger a lot of credit for what Hoiberg came from the front office in Minneapolis for a minute for the Timberwolves, had never coached anywhere. And yet he was able to, because of his, his ties to the coaches he brought in, they had incredible transfer success yes they became transfer you they got all types of players who came in one year two year guys who hit and just brought that program roaring back then they handed it off to steve prom instead of giving it to otzenberger they should have given it to tj but they gave it to, 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 to prom instead and he was good for a year with the players that were recruited by fred and then it all kind of just fell away fred is in the nba Things didn't work well. He went back to wanted to come back to college. And so he winds up going to Nebraska. He brought a couple of the similar coaches, but not all the same coaches he had at Iowa State with them to, to Lincoln. And frankly, it's easier to recruit. Ames has a lot more history college basketball wise for than Nebraska sure. does. No doubt. That's the thing. Like when Penn State's run into this for a long time, too. It's hard to get kids to go there um, because the football program was so dominant. That's yeah. tough. I don't know. Uh, just, uh, I mean, how many games has Nebraska won in the Big Ten this year? Three, I think. Oh, right? I think that's right. They have three. That's yuck. Oh, it's it's oh it's it's horrific in terms of what it will be. Do you have a number, by the way, for Loyola U and I tomorrow? Loyola. I couldn't find it this morning. U and I. Anybody have numbers up on that game for tomorrow? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. No, I'm looking around. I'm desperately trying to find that. Cause that's the de facto regular season championship game in the Valley. What's that's, Ken Palm have it? Uh, let me tell, let me ask. Oh, that's all you have to look at. Ken Palm has it. That's what everybody will put up. I'm going to say it's, we talked about yesterday, right? Okay. We said minus two, um, okay. for Leola could be pick. It should, I mean, to be honest with you, it should be a pick, but Leola got, Leola crushed them in their first meeting. So that's why I think there might be slight favored to, to them. Yeah. It, it may, Leola might be slightly favored and they've got just more experience than Northern Iowa does, but 
There's Leo Chicago. Uh, Ken Palm has it as a two point win. 70 68 for Loyola. Yep. Yeah. So it'd be a two point, two point line. Yep. Man, a live home dog for the championship in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in that building with Ben Jacobson. Man, alive. Watch the books that take a lead. Um, that you know, they might vary from it, put two and a half. Okay. Take bets on you and I, or one and a half. To, to take, take Loyola. Loyola. Yeah. It'll be, that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting if anyone does that. How big of a handle is a Valley Saturday afternoon game half though? Nothing. Right. <laughs> like two people, me. Hopes and dreams, but <laughs> me. Take 10 bets on it. Like you'd be lucky. But Iowa, the thing about the thing, what's interesting is that Iowa and Illinois are both legal. So both those states will have, I think, decent handles on that game. Oh, without a doubt. That's the best part about all of this being so regional. I mean, like, you know, because there's bookies that operate there that this is the biggest handle game of the day for them. Well, now there's legal sports books there that this will be one of their biggest handle games of the day for them, which is cool. So, I mean, you'd be surprised. They won't care about, you know, Kentucky, Alabama at all. Right. There. But they'll care more about this game than all those other games. So I saw that when I was back in West Virginia. I put up all the games on all the TVs. I set it all up like a Las Vegas sports book. And they hounded me. They're like, can you put the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns on that screen with a sound? We don't care about anything else. I mean, it was like the natives were, I mean, it was a bomb. That makes sense, though. I mean, you. I mean, we've all grown up in the, I mean, with teams, you only care about, in Vegas, we're always assuming that like everyone cares about everything because everyone's transient. Yeah. But there it's just like, why am I watching? You know, if, if, if I'm in a book in Rhode Island, I want to watch Providence basketball. I want to watch Patriot football and Celtics and Bruins sports. And that's kind of it. Yeah. He <laughs> like, certainly had no interest in, you know, the, the T wolves in the, in the Sixers game. Right. You know, like one guy did like or two guys would. And that was it. So I stopped setting up the TVs, you know, like I would. And I was like, all right, we'll put the local game on with the sound over here. And if anyone asks, I'll put on the other games around it. But yeah. So uh, to answer your question, not much handle at all. That's the one thing I'll say this about betting and being in Vegas. The one thing that I'm actually the happiest about my family can't figure this out. I I'm an emotional person, as you know, and Sports elevates that emotion, throws kerosene on the fire, makes me even more emotional. The ability to look at my own team and strip that out and just look at them as a team. And I want my team to win. So I have that in me, like underneath the surface, it's always going to still be there. But the ability to go in and say, like, I can bet against my team and I can bet against, I can be as interested in. Gonzaga and San Francisco last night as I was on the Bruins and the Kraken last night. hundred percent. It's the best thing ever. I yeah. saw it. I saw it at a very early age when, you know, the Steelers were winning. I was the, you know, Jack Ham's next door neighbor for <laughs> six years in the back end of the Super Bowls. I mean, he was my neighbor. And as I got a little bit older, the Steelers were still winning. And a lot of people around me were like, not happy about it. I was like, why? And I remember asking, <laughs> <laughs> my dad and asked someone else, why are those guys so mad that Steelers are winning? And he was like, you'll understand someday. 
like, oh, they were bookies. They were pissed <laughs> off. They rooted against the Steelers all the time. Yep. So they couldn't remove themselves. And then when I went away and when I went to Curacao and we had a lot of people that signed up for the accounts were from Pittsburgh initially, mm. like you got to, got removed from it. That's right when it happened for me. It happened when I was at Penn State, actually, because I saw oh. these people at Penn State and I was like, what are you people doing? Like the fan bases in college are rabid. Yeah. They're, 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 they're crazy. The blinders. blinders. They just, it, yes. They and, can't see, they can't see beyond their nose. Right. And then when Penn State went to the Big Ten and I got to see all the Big Ten teams come in and saw the Fab Five come in that year and, and, oh, nice. and all the good basketball players. I mean, Glenn Robinson for Purdue, Sean Respert for, for Michigan State. Calbert Chaney and Bobby Knight were Indiana. I mean, like I went to every single game and event and I was like watching the ability to, to just keep it neutral. Yeah. You learn that in the book very quickly. When I went away and then moved back, that's when I looked around and all these like Steeler fans and stuff. And I was like, you're all nuts. All of you. You're all of you. I like it. I, 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 I don't think they're nuts. I love it. I, I respect it. I think it's amazing. It, it it's what drives our business. It drives sports betting. It keeps it alive. However, I think the way you you become a much smarter sports fan when you're able to eliminate the emotional yes. angle from it. Yes. And you could just not that I'm an analytical dweeb and looking at numbers constantly, but just taking yourself, looking at the full breadth of the game, meaning injuries and crowd travel coaching style, shooting percentages, the things that go into the game itself versus I hate that team. I'm betting against that team all the time because I hate that team is. It's a recipe I, for disaster. Correct. I mean, you, 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 you can't win doing that. Like yeah, but that's really, but you mentioned the people who are watching. I want the, the pit game and I want the Bengals game. That's what I want on the screen. Yeah. They're betting on the Steelers and the Bengals every game. Every week. That's what they. That's why they want that game on because they're betting on their team. They don't care what the. They're not betting against their team. They're betting on their team. Two times a year, they'll 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 bet against their team two times a year when things get really like a three game losing streak. <laughs> and they're pissed. They're they're anger betting. They're like, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely they're gonna lose. You can almost hear like you know my grandmother saying it. This team stinks. Blah 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 blah. blah. And that's when everybody comes on them, and that's when they win. They win big. They win big then. Right. Absolutely. It's like, ah, these guys suck. Yeah. Like yeah. my father-in-law is notorious for this. He shuts yeah. games off all the time. And like, <laughs> he, he just, Frank gets pissed off and he's just like, they, these, these bums suck click yeah. and he's in his, and he's out. And then it's like, I'll be like, we'll be watching it. And like, he'll call it and I'll be like, Hey, you know, they're tied, right? <laughs> what do you mean? They're tied. Yeah. They're tied. Like he's missed. So many games where he thought like the Super Bowl, right? Missed the whole thing. Never saw the comeback. Oh no, the 28 to 3. Click. Goodbye. You Pardon suck. Me. Boom. I'm done. My goodness. Goes to bed. Wake, wake wakes up. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? The Patriots won. What do you <laughs> what do you mean the Patriots won? Yeah, Frank, the Patriots won. Oh. How? How the hell did the Falcons blow? They were up 28 to three in the third quarter. How do you blue? What? Yep. Frank, the <laughs> Patriots came back. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that's, 
but I love that though. I mean, that, that that's what makes it awesome. That's what makes sports yes. phenomenal. But like, I am so, I am such a smarter sports fan today than I was five years ago. Oh like, yeah. That's the-, the depth of the knowledge cross sport, the depth of the knowledge. Like I remember when I went back to, to Boston to work for WEI and I'd been covering college sports for a really long time. And I'd been covering the NBA but I really wasn't covering the NHL. And all of a sudden I had to do a, do a show in Boston on the number one, number two at the time. I think there were, yeah, sports have it started. It's the number two sports talk station, both heritage station in new England. And I had to talk about the NHL. Like I knew the Bruins, but I didn't know hockey. Like I didn't, right. I didn't have, I was faking it like crazy trying to cover my ass and act like I knew what I was talking about. But like, I was like, hey, let's talk about Big Ten football. (laughs) Boston's like, we don't give a crap about your Big Ten football knowledge. I was like, "Uh, you want me to talk about the second line of the Dallas Stars? No idea what you're talking about. Like, I have zero knowledge of anything that's happened in the last five years. And like, I kind of knew about the Bruins, but not really knew about the Bruins. And now I, I feel so much more comfortable across really all six or seven major sports, you know, including MMA and golf, much deeper knowledge, much more of a, of experience uh, of not just watching, but betting and handicapping and learning and people at home just can't figure out like you bet against the Red Sox tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And I give a list and it's like, how can you do that? You're a traitor. <laughs> I'm wow. like, I don't really care. (laughs) I mean, I say that all the time. That's why I wear all the different hats. I wear all the different, you know, going to different shows in different places. I'm a fan of the sports, not so much of the particular teams anymore. And it's so much healthier to do that, to be that way. It allows you to, what I really think it does, it allows you to appreciate every team star and every team has something worth watching without a doubt. So you, you don't, I will always hate New York sports. Okay. That yes. will never get out of me. Yes. I will always hate the Yankees. No like question. it's just here. I can't get, I, I'm not taking that out of me, but there are, you know, the new villain, everybody in new England will have their new villain. They'll hate some quarterback or they'll hate some team or some player. Right. And I'm always just like, eh, like, okay. Like, I don't like Josh Allen and the bills, but that is really, I, that was my thing. I created that. Like that was right. a me, that wasn't a new England thing. That was a me thing. <laughs> like I just have certain people that I don't particularly like watching. <laughs> and so like, you know, I, I, if he goes and wins a ring, I'll be dead wrong. And I'll, I was dead wrong about the Mannings too. I, I said that no Manning would ever win a Super Bowl, and they won four. Right. So like, you know, we're, I, I'm wrong as much with my takes as I am with my bets. So it happens all the time and you're right. just wrong, but just roll with it. And you get to enjoy when teams are on the, the come up. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the coronation of Giannis was so much fun to watch. How can you dislike that guy? I, I, I People do. And How like, do you dislike Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, I he don't is, know. Because like, he's in Milwaukee and you don't I don't know. Bucks. Like, who knows why, but... He's a, like, on, on my list of like top five athletes that I think people should admire. He's on the, he's in the top five. He's fantastic. I freaking love the guy. I absolutely love Giannis. He's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, the way they won it, they lost the first two games. It went four straight. You got to appreciate that as a fan of sports and like allowing us or, you know, as, uh, as you prepare to do shows or just, 
you know, like I used to do this every day. I would tell guys as they're coming up, like, look, you guys should watch the Bucks. Like, oh, you know, I hate those guys. Well, it's because they probably lost bets against Giannis, you know? <laughs> like, that's the other thing. People get so emotional. You talk about emotional bets and things. They hold those grudges over people and teams and yeah, things. Yeah, that I don't get. That's part of the industry I don't understand I don't because my flip is I would like, well, then bet on them. Like right. if, if they're beating you and you're constantly getting it wrong, okay, bet the other way, like go make money on them. Like that's how I was with Providence halfway into this year. Everybody was making everyone, I, I was betting against Providence. I was like everybody else. Then I just stopped and I just started betting on Providence yeah. <laughs> and started winning all the bets. And so like my opinion changed and I was like, okay, like I'm on the winning side now. And like right. people are still losing and betting against Providence and they're still pissed off because it's like, this can't be happening. This is wrong. They have to lose. I almost hope they get to the final four just to shut everybody up. I, I want that only because the, uh, my Boston people have been on this, like the biggie sucks train for uh, like the whole season. Yeah. What was that thing yesterday with you and Li was that Lich Dan? Yeah. Oh, well, he, cause he, he's one of these people he's been betting against Providence the whole year. He's been losing it constantly. And so he's frustrated and he, he works for 98 five as a producer and does a sports betting podcast. And I love the dude. And we talk all that. We literally talk daily. And, but he is just like ripping on everything with the big East. Like it's a, it's not a top three, top four conference. No one's going deep in the tournament. Providence is going to get bounced in the first weekend. And I'm just kind of like, man, I don't know, but if you look at college basketball, like there's like six teams that realistically could win the whole thing. Two of them play in the big 12. And like, do I think Nova could win it all? No, but that's not really what, how we judge programs like final four appearances. Okay. But like, if you make a run in the dance, if Providence goes to the elite eight, that's a great season. They Hell win yeah, the regular man. season championship in the big East. They play say in the big East tournament final and lose to Providence and go to the elite eight. That's a hell of a year, man. You don't have to win it all in college basketball to have a really good season. But isn't that the way it's measured in a lot of ways? Like I, I think unfairly, I don't I don't think that's the right way, but I, think I don't know. I think there are some programs that are measured by championships. I think in college basketball, most are measured by your conference's overall success. How many teams get in and how long do they stay? Which again yeah. is not really a fair barometer because no. the draw and there's all sorts of factors that goes into a tournament setting in a one game single elimination tournament. It's not really fair to judge your entire conference based upon, okay, if seven Big East teams get in and six of them lose in the opening weekend up the Big East sucks. I don't know if I subscribe to that. Like I, I I've initial, I've used that argument against programs in the past and, and, and against conferences in the past, but I'm sort of reassessing it a little bit because of the way that turn tournament play can be like, sometimes it's just bad matchups and you're matched up against a bad opponent and it may happen consistently, or maybe it is an indictment, but I'm not, I don't think the big East is top three, but I don't think it's like he was comparing it to the Valley. And I'm like, dude, I've been covering the Valley for a long time. Like the big East is not the Valley. Like, come on. Right. UConn, Nova, Marquette's history. Creighton's produced a national college basketball player of the year. You've got, you know, St. John's in their history. You've got a, it's a really good basketball only conference. And yep. Butler with what, I mean, Butler was Gonzaga before Gonzaga. And what yeah, they did. Butler, Butler was in back-to-back -back championship Some games. games. You know? Yeah. 
Final four championship games. They had the shot off the rim against Duke. Duke yeah. That half court right. shot. They went yeah. backboard rim out for them from winning a national championship with Hayward. That so been, that would have been I, really good had they won that game. Oh, oh my goodness. It would have been bad for the book though, with all the long shot bets on. Yeah. Saturday. I mean, but it was, it was going to be good for me is what oh. I remember. Particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Cause I saw it go up and I was like, Oh my God. I, I went, Oh my God. Oh, Oh, wow. It was so close. Yeah. In Houston, yeah. The shot yeah. that bounced off. Uh, one quick one before we do the prop of the day and better or book it. Yep. Sean Payton is in conversations with Fox. We saw Sean Payton at the uh, at the at the radio row for the Super Bowl. His daughter is working with you guys over at Sports Grid. Yeah. So what do you make of this? Is Sean Payton going to be a good game broadcaster? I thought he was going to go work for Amazon and be in the studio. And I thought, okay, I like Sean Payton as a studio guy. I don't know how I feel about Sean Payton doing games with Joe Buck, if that's what it's going to be. Joe Buck and Sean Payton together for Fox. So this is so funny because I told my dad and mom at a very young age, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be on TV at the games, talking about the games. And this is... 45 years ago. I think I was five or six. Wow. And um, he said, you can't do that. Why? Because they just give it to the coaches and the players when they're done. And I'm like, yeah, but they may not even talk about it good. And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. This is, this is what happens. Just be careful. Like you got to be really good at it. Okay. You know, it was always realistic conversations um, when I was young. And I mean, even now, like with my mom or whomever. Um, I've never heard him other than interviews after games. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> not everyone can do it. Gruden was not no. great. Gruden wasn't great. I mean, he was okay. He wasn't great at it. I'm used to watching the games without the sound. Oh, okay. To be perfectly honest, like for years in the book, other than the main game that was on in the book, I watch the games without the sound. I like to watch games without the sound now. Really? Yeah. I don't. Ooh, I, I need don't, the crowd noise. If you gave me a feed with just crowd noise and I could oh, hear I'm in the, for that. Yeah. I could, I could do, I could yeah. do without the announcers. I need, I need to know what the, what the environment is like. Chants, screaming, you know, booing. I need, I, I got to oh, hear the crowd. I much prefer that. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I mean, I would like to watch boxing. In MMA. Well, I do that. I, I will give you that. I do as much of that. I, I will watch that without the sound. In particular, at, at the Apex, when there's not a crowd there anyway, I will mute it and just watch it. Yeah, because it's so, I mean, it's someone else's eyes and, and, and it's experienced eyes. And I love like, you know, when uh, when Rogan gets excited or or uh, your guy, Anik. Anik, Anik, I mean, that. The, right. I, I will say this though, in, in defense of the MMA broadcasting community, when you hear Joe Rogan's voice on an MMA fight, you know it's a big fight. Right. Instantly, yeah. you know it's a big fight. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, it's a big fight. <laughs> like Joe Rogan's on the call. It's a big fight. And that's that's a testament to him doing it for, you know, 20 years now of calling these these fights. And but I'm with you. I mean, there are some things that are good, quiet, and you can get tainted because they tell you what to see versus because I've had big disagreements with 
Michael Bisbing on calls. And I like Bisbing a lot, but like I've been, I have tweeted like, what is, what fight are you watching? Like I'm watching a totally different fight than you are. Yeah. Because it's unfortunately, if you don't get a KO or a tap out, it's subjective. It's a judge. It's an opinion. So that's the only problem with boxing or MMA. Putting him in a booth with, I mean, Joe Buck is polarizing anyway. Mm. Which I don't get. I like Joe Buck. I've always liked Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck when Joe Buck is engaged. When I feel like Joe Buck is doing us a favor or he feels like he's doing us a favor, <laughs> then I'm like, man. Like that Joe Buck experience show he did? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, it was on HBO. It was an absolute disaster. Because it was horrible. It was awful. It was- but yes, when he when he's engaged and it's a big, that's like I'll say this too. When you're watching baseball and Joe Buck is calling a playoff game, it's a big game. It's fun. It's a big game. You know, it's a big game. You hear Joe Buck. You're like, Ooh, it's a big game. Let's go. Yeah. But I know a lot of people don't like Joe Buck. A lot of people and then pairing him with Peyton. I don't know. I don't care about the announcers. I mean, to be, you know, I, I just know that I care about Al Michaels and Troy Aikman on Monday night football. I care about that. Is that what it's going to be? That's the target. Wow. If you give me Al Michaels and Troy Aikman doing Monday night football, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I I enjoy Al so much. Always have. Always been a big fan. Um, who he pairs him with? I mean, I want the other guy. I mean, I want Al to bring the excitement, and you know, whoever the play-by-play is, bring the excitement and bring me, you know, what you see. Yeah, that's it. The other guy, bring everything else. So learn something. Show me something I'm not seeing. Point something out I maybe should look for, and. Tell but that's what Romo missed. That, that's why I think Romo's the the bloom came off the rose for Romo, is he missed that in the beginning. Romo was so good at making the projections as to this is the play, here it goes, and being correct by his prediction that you were learning so much about football from Romo, and he got too he's gotten too emotional for me. Like he's too in the game. Here we go, Jim. Oh my God! Like he's like, dude. Like I don't need that from you. I don't need the, the, the double handed, like cheerleader rah-rah thing like that. Cause I think what CBS has told him is that Jim's going to be very straight laced and very calm. You can be the energy. And it, it's, it's like, Nope, don't need that from Romo. Like, I need you to tell me why it was a seven route and not a corner route. And what did the corner do that led the quarterback to throw it that way versus that way? Like, that's what I want from you, Tony Romo. And he was really good at the beginning of doing that. And now he's just, I don't know what to call him. He's right. too, he's too much. Right. Yeah. And people get mad. They're like Romo's the best. I'm like, okay, he was like, that's why they paid him all the money. But I think once he got the bank or all got the check, got the bag, nothing, not he's mailing it in, but I think he's just having fun now. Right. He's like, I'm good, man. I got the contract. I'm good. Everyone loves me. I don't gotta, I, I feel like he stopped doing research. I think he stopped watching film. I think he's just there to watch the game like a fan. And I'm like, I don't need that from Romo. Like, right. <laughs> I want insight. Right. I want you to be Joe Rogan. Tell me, Joe Rogan will tell me what's going on on the mat. Like, what are they trying to do? What is the submission move? What are they doing with their arms? Why are they hand fighting? What are they doing to get the advantage that I'm not watching that I don't understand? Right. Yeah. That's all I want, you know? Um, but like I enjoy the, the the excitement, guys. Like you know, when when Gus Johnson does a game, I I can't get enough of it. I just I think it's great. It's energy. It's fun. Football too, both football and basketball. He's just college yeah. basketball is his bread and butter. But 
Oh yeah. It's it's so we get that, you know, coming up in these in these conference tournaments and um NCAA. I can't wait. And then I love Raftery. I love he's I love fantastic. Onions is so great. And it's just like such a I told you, I sat between those two as a kid <laughs> at the high school all-star basketball game that was called the Dapper Dan Classic. Kobe's game. It was wow. the senior year, his senior year of high school. I went down and they said, you're going to be the coordinating producer. I was like, coordinating producer? I don't even know what that means. They're like, sit between them <laughs> and hand them the cards we tell you to hand them. So I got to wear a headset and sit, you know, side by side with these two while they did the basketball game. And Rafferty was doing the off the glass and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, this is so much fun. And Gus was young and he had that, he brought that excitement. And I was just like, wait a second, I get paid for this? And, you know, one time they told me stand up because people behind in this in the shot was on CBS. They're like people behind in the shot are getting in, you know, behind yeah. Gus. So I had to clear the behind this shot. Otherwise, I sat there and gave him reads. That's it. And then they left. I got to watch the basketball game courtside. I was like, all right, I should definitely be doing this more. This is, <laughs> this is fun. This is, this is fun. Yeah, it was you, get, good. you get bit by the bug. Yep. All right. Our bet prep prop of the day. This one is interesting. So Cole Anthony, they're going a little bit off the beaten path here a little bit, but with, with, with three point props, which I don't, I don't hate, but Cole Anthony over one and a half made threes. Caesars had the best line this morning of minus one fifty. They think the line should be two or two and a half. He's recorded two or more threes in four of his last five games two or more threes in five of his last seven games when his team is favored like they are tonight in two of the last three games is sorry, two or more threes in 13 of his last 21 games against a team with a losing record. Like he's got coming up here tonight. How do you feel about Cole Anthony for the Orlando magic over one and a half made threes? Man, it's juicy. Mm. I don't like minus one fifty bets on props personally. It's the that's like one fifty is almost too high for me. People get yeah. mad when I say that, but props are too volatile. The total in the game's two thirty five. These are both bad basketball teams. Yes, <laughs> I four. I just checked the line. I'm like four. Trey. By the way, flew over both our suggestions. It over eight and a half and double double. Yeah, for Trey Young last night. So we did well yeah. there. All right, over is probably the right side. I mean, it's it's not like I'd bet against this. I mean, I, this is either bet or pass, but the pass is only because of the juice. Mm. I think he goes over too. All right, let's see if we can go yeah. a couple again, keep a prop bet, props, prop of the day rolling. Thanks to betprep.com. All right, time for better to book it. Yep. We're going to start with your team, the Penn I, State Nittany Lions. Oh, no. What is this home. line? Oh, are at home. Gosh against Northwestern laying one and a half. Did you know that Northwest, sorry, that Penn state is five and O ATS over the last five home games. Yes. They've been very very strong at home. Very, maybe the best defensive team in the big 10 in Penn state can't score to save their lives, but they can play well and they can get up. They are honoring tonight. They're going to honor the players who had all the COVID years. Sunday is technically senior day against Nebraska, but they're going to honor all the players who have been at Penn state for four or more years tonight. Little pregame ceremony. Oh, wow. Little, little hype because they can't really, cause these guys are super seniors. They already 
technically had a senior day. So they're going to honor everybody who's been there for four more years tonight at the game for Penn State. I like your Penn State Nittany Lions. I think the number moved against me. I think it's down to one, but I bet one and a half last night. We're going to better one, book. And it's one and a half pretty much. Okay, good. Better last night. Penn State minus one and a half against Northwestern. Betting we'll it, bet it. Unbiased, we'll bet it. They've been good <laughs> at home. I, I'm surprised the line's only one and a half. Ken Palm, Ken Palm has it at three. This is, this, it's, again, sometimes the numbers are just bad. Like, why isn't this three? This is the first thought was this line as I is literally looking at this for the first time as you're saying my team open it up. I'm like, oh, it's got to be three, one and a half. Why is this one and a half? Oh boy, have they played already this season? Penn State won at Northwestern. Yes, and the line was what Northwestern minus three. Oh, I didn't probably. check that. Uh, let me see what the line was in that it's first. Probably match. Northwestern favored. Uh, it's it, this is the game of the night, by the way, according to team rankings. So your best really? game of the seat of the night. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They lost by. They were eight point favorites at home. Lost by four. Northwestern was minus eight. Yep. And lost by four. That's why this game is only one and a half. Can't flip it that much. Wow, that's a big difference. <laughs> huh? That was a you talk about bad numbers. I mean, but but Northwestern has lost three of four. They beat Nebraska in their last game at home. Big whoop. Lost to Minnesota. Lost to Purdue. Lost to Illinois. They beat Indiana at home. They beat Nebraska at home. Beat Rutgers at home. Uh, but then lost to Illinois. Lost to Michigan. Lost to Purdue. Lost to Wisconsin. Have they won any road games in the Big Ten? Uh, against the spread, Northwestern is six and five this year on the road. They're eight, eight and one against the Big Ten this year. Yes. Str- oh, let's see. Straight up, they won a road game. One. They won against Nebraska by twenty-four on the road. On the road. Everybody yep. beat Nebraska. Like you just told everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're god awful. Uh, and then they beat Michigan State on the road. Wow. Remember that? That that was the shocker game a couple of weeks wow. ago. They won. They're nine and a half point dogs. They won by two. Okay. But that was the beginning of the end from for Michigan State. Michigan State. That's what. That's what everybody said. Yeah. Maybe the Spartans suck. <laughs> like yeah. maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't any good because they just lost to Northwestern at home. All right. Um. Uh, yes. We'll we'll bet this. Penn State minus one and a half. I'm wondering why the line isn't three. I hope I don't find out later why. When, if Northwestern goes there and wins, but if Penn State wins, all that ceremony stuff, all that that's great. The totals one twenty nine. I almost bet under. Basketball. I almost bet under. It was one twenty eight and a half last night. I almost bet under. This is going to be ugly. First team to sixty wins. I hope sixty two fifty eight is my projection. That's what I think the game goes. Okay, that's a good number. Penn that's State good. and the under. There you go. That's the way to bet this game. <laughs> if you guys are looking. You know, people listening to the show, watching the show, Penn State and under. That's probably the only way to bet this thing. Number two, hockey. The Vegas Golden Knights are on the road at the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. I think this game goes under. This number is six. Vegas won the first matchup 7-1. Vegas won against San Jose in their last game 4-1, and Jack Eichel looked like he was very comfortable compared to the first game where he played where he did not look that comfortable. It's coming together. I think Vegas 
ruins Arizona tonight. I think it's a 4-1 win for the Golden Knights. I like the under, like the puck line more. Even money I got last night. Now it's like minus 105, I think, at most books. Yeah. But Vegas puck line, betting it or booking it. Certainly not laying 250 or 260 or 270 on the money line, which is, is currently. Um, the danger of laying the puck line in a game where five and a half is the total. It's five and a half? It's five and a half in a lot of places. Wow, it was six last night. Yeah, so there's a couple sixes, six under 20s, or there's five and a half over minus 120 or minus 125. So this is one of those tweeners. Huh, I thought it was going to go up, not down. That's interesting. Huh, five, man, five and a half, I'd bet over. If I saw five and a half, I would bet. I I think we get six goals in this game tonight. You just said four one final. Yeah, but like it could be four two. Like it could be. You know, I you just I changed I, on a dime like that. You said it was going to be four one. Yeah, like, but I I think I think it's I think it's right around that though. I could see four two. It's why I'm more comfortable betting the puck line than I am betting a total in this game. Right. I'm not solid on the total. I'm 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 wishy washy on the total, but I just I think if you at six I said under at five and a half I say over. The hard thing about using any of the historical numbers for the Knights is because of Eichel, correct, and what he brings. Right. So I know I watched a lot of that game too. I think it's really starting to come together. I think I think the Knights are quietly ramping up. And as he continues to get comfortable with his line mates, as they continue to get him on the first unit power play, this this is going to. I mean, they're getting better. They're, they're, he might hit his stride like June, like Stanley oh, Cup final is, type. This like gonna, this is going to take a month to get his legs like right. game speed. Like this is and once this happens, this is makes them a formidable two line opponent team. This is going to be great. Um, Who is the goaltender? That's my question. It's not Leonard, in my opinion. Right? It's not. Right now, it's not. I but mean, you got a month to figure it out. It's not. I mean, you got the head coach who's tied to that guy right now. He essentially kicked out Flurry for him. So, well, you better. <laughs> it's whoever the room is behind. And right now, just when you watch them play, it's for the other guy. Mm. That's that's where I'm at with it. But all right, we'll bet this too. I hope it's not three two. That's the only thing <laughs> it's I'm very possible. Like it's it, very it, possible. That's that's the one that beats us. Yep. I don't think because if the knights get four, I think we're good. Agreed. I think I think we're you know, four two is very viable. I don't see the I don't see the coyote score more than two. But, I, would agree. Know, I didn't see the devil score more than two yesterday. They scored <laughs> six. So six. there we go. Hit the number themselves. Uh, okay. Last one. Dallas on the road tonight against Utah. Dallas is catching six. It's five and a half. Now I like the Mavericks to keep this game close against Utah. Both these teams have been very good against the spread. I'm loving on Luca. I think this is like a playoff showdown type of game back and forth battle. I can't wait to watch this game. Betting or booking Dallas plus six on the road at Utah. Got the right number. You got a good number. Uh, we'll bet this as well. Um, again, these first games out of uh, out of the All Star break are so tough. But Dallas, prior to this, you know, break was one of the best defensive teams in basketball. And two seventeen is the total. 
That's the second lowest total on the board today. The Knicks and the Heat are two eleven and a half. That's going under. I think this game probably goes under, which means I like the dog. So give me the, give me the six. We'll we'll bet this one as well. I think Dallas can win the game outright. I really 100% do. percent they can. Yeah, I think they win the game. Yeah. They win the game outright, and I think they'll be right there. I think it's a one possession game, one way or the other. So they're going to give me six points. I'm taking Dallas plus six. That's I like that bet a lot tonight. I like that bet better than the previous two, to be honest, uh, tonight yep. in the NBA. All right. Favorite thing about today on a Friday? Um, We're trying to figure out exactly when we're leaving, but I think we're going to Sweet. Uh, Palm Desert to that nice. tournament. Um, looked at the schedule. They got games the rest of the day today. They got Oklahoma, number one team in the country, is going to be there. UCLA. It's two and a half hour drive? About three and a half, depending who drives. If the is it really drive. three and a half? Wow. Yeah, if the girls drive, it might be a little bit quicker. <laughs> they um, drive faster than you. <sighs> my brother doesn't watch the show. Yes, they do. Wow, they, they, I keep telling them you're going to slow down. But they're going to get a ticket, and then we're going to have to, you know, it's going <laughs> to, it's inevitably, it's going to happen. Um, Kelsey, not so much as Kyle. Who's paying for the insurance right now? Them or the you? Us. Oh, okay, um, so, they, so, got so no that's, jobs. they play sports. That's, that's it. fine. It's your job. fault. It's fine. It's your fault. That's fine. If, if, if you're paying for the insurance and you let them drive fast, then it's. I don't let them do anything. I mean, they, <laughs> they're driving. I got to sit there sometimes and take deep breaths and go, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, gear it down a little bit. I'm not going to hurry. So, uh, but yeah, that's the that, that's favorite thing about today is we're trying to figure out exactly when, where, whether we're going. Right now, as soon as we hang up here, or we're going tonight to be there the whole day tomorrow. I don't know yet, but it's in negotiations. That's when does OU play? They play two games today. They play two games tomorrow. They play UCLA tomorrow. There's one versus three. Good I mean, it's, game. It's gonna Good. be it's gonna be tremendous. But I mean, like Tennessee's there. There's teams from the East Coast that we don't get to watch like all the time, like with the Pac-12. You know, right. we watch all the Pac-12 games because we're here, you know, and she has a target of going to a Pac-12 school. So okay. we're dialed in. So when you get to see the SEC teams up close and you get to see the pitchers, you know, we're probably going to come back and maybe play some futures. <laughs> so we're going to do some scouting as well. You know, we're going to see what's going on. So it'll be fun. For me, Two things. One, I'm psyched to get to go to the doctors today. So I'm excited to that so I can kind of figure out what the hell's going on with me. So that's exciting. I'm glad you're to go not going to gonna get an answer today. You know, absolutely that. not. No, okay. I, I just want a course of action that we can Correct. start to, we just yes. need to start like check marking things like yes. cut this out. Don't do this. Try that. Like it's going to be a process. This is not a short term fix, unfortunately. So this is going to be a longer, you know, months of conversations, but at least I feel like I'm going to be able to get to start the process. So I'm excited to kind of get to the bottom of this because I want to start working out again. And I, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable doing that yet. Right. Um, but I'm really jacked for you and I in, in Leola tomorrow. I, I, that, that game, it throws back to my old days of covering the Valley and, 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 and knowing a lot about what happens and seeing how these teams play. I that game tomorrow is going to be super exciting. I think it's a three o'clock start time, our time, I think 6 p.m. Eastern time tip for, for Leola. I've got that plus 150 bet on Leola to win the Valley. So I'll see how I, what the money line is going to be for Northern Iowa. If I come back on both sides of that and just get to enjoy the game, knowing that I got plus money bets on both. So that might be what I'm going to do. Will that be on TV? 
It should be. It will be on ESPN Plus for sure. So I may be okay. on my phone watching it, but it should okay. be on. It should be on ESPN two or ESPN U. It's too big of a game for ESPN not to have coverage of that. It's a, um, you know, it's it's a big deal to me. It's it's an exciting it's an exciting Providence game. Play Creighton tomorrow too. Correct. Yep. But that's <laughs> that's a duck and cover game. Okay. That's that's hammer meat nail game. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's a a kid's out for the year. Correct. Nemhart, Ryan Nemhart's out yeah. for the year. It's this is a coronation. Less this is less of a game and more of a crowning for right. Providence. Right. Because they know they avoid the the Nova game means nothing. It's a home game. They get to cut the nets down. I mean, it's a big party. Use if the Jays beat Providence at the dunk. With all that going on, I mean, like they've got the champagne on ice when the game tips off. Okay, like this is like one of those before in New England. These things, these type things. Correct. It has happened before. Yep, and at least not not in Rhode Island, but in in New York, it happens. Right. But look, as a Jays guy, I would be ecstatic as a two unit backer for Villanova to win the, to win the big East. You're back alive. I'm, I'm over the moon. Okay. <laughs> if Greg McDermott can pull this off, this would be the win of wins of wins for them to be able to do this. The line's going to be nine. It's going to be just like, they are so far against it. It's, they may be bigger dogs than San Francisco was last night against Gonzaga at home. Mm. I and mean, they may be, 10 and a half, 11. Like this is speaking of games at the end. Like, I mean, the Zags were, that was tight. That was tight. Ugh. That was, tight, and then it wasn't. And then they just, you know, I, I watched they missed nine free throws in nine game, in game. So it was actually sitting at 10 yep. and I turned to Jess and Kendall because they were the only two home. And I said, does Gonzaga win this game by more than 10? Yes or no. They both said no. And I was like, watch what happens here. And then boom, boom, oh. boom. And I and I teased I teased Jess. I'm like, you're in game. It it, it needs some work. You're, you're really not. Did you see that coast to coast drive by Holmgren? Yes. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> that kid's 19. I saw him play in person. Those back to back games here. Really? I cannot believe how athletic he is. He looks it, like a praying mantis. He's so skinny. You can't even believe it up close. I was sitting courtside. Right. Oh. I was. I was five feet away from him. And one, I just kept staring at how tall he was. Then I watched him warm up and I'm like, whoa, this guy can shoot threes. Watch this. And I kept saying to Kylie, I'm like, watch this. Look at how athletic his feet are. Like he's, he's doing turnaround Jays and he's doing yep. this. And then he did that in the game against Duke. He took a rebound and he went coast to coast and I went crazy. She's like, you're embarrassing me. What are you doing? I'm like, that guy's seven foot tall. He just took it, the rebound and went the whole way. He didn't pass the ball. Like nobody does that, Kai. I'm telling you, you got to watch this kid play. So I, I was going crazy. He's a, he, he is an absolute freak. Like I, I don't know what I make, what to make of Gonzaga in the dance, but Nemhart and him and Timmy, if they're all on, Look out. Can't be beat. Look out. They're all they're, on. I don't they're think all they on because they can go to any one of them. You can stop one. Right. Okay. You can stop two. I don't think you can stop all three if they're all on. 
And they had a big kid that they had a couple of bigs for San Francisco. They were trying to throw the ball down low. You can't even do in, you can't even lob. You can't even do lobs against Gonzaga. Like they were throwing the ball up and Holmgren just comes over and swats it. Like he's just, he covers so much space for a dude. It's insane. How long that, how wide his wingspan is at seven feet tall. It's incredible. Um, I think the only way is you're going to have to really like, if they had a Zion, they could okay. just out muscle them and back them below the basket and then yeah. and then throw it in. But like, well, Coburn Coburn will eat his lunch if they face him. Yeah, that's a dude that that's a dude that will actually be able to do that. He'll crush them, but they like, won't play that way. They'll just spread it out and just leave. They they just will make them play zone and just go out and bomb threes and just well, knock them out that way. That's what Bama did, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what Bama did. You can beat that team if you shoot the threes, but you got to make them. Yeah, because a lot of them. Yeah, because they're gonna <laughs> a lot score. of them. I mean. <laughs> Zach score 80 when they just roll out of bed and score 80. Like it's nothing. So it's going to be great. He is incredible. Fun, fun player. All right, guys, have a phenomenal weekend. We appreciate Oh, Leola is, yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. Thank you very much. Appreciate nice. that. Good work. So Thank there's that. Appreciate the heads up on that. So 3 p.m. our time here on the West Coast for that game. Psych for it tomorrow. Dave Drive Safe. Everyone have a phenomenal weekend. We're back on Monday. Subscribe to everything, the podcast on Apple and YouTube and everything else. And we'll be back for a big Monday after all this college basketball over the weekend should be a lot of fun. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday for the Bostonian versus the book.